Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This, this is Sunday, June the 4th, 2023. This service was recorded on May the 28th, the day of Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Dale Heron. Thank you to Ivan and Linda Eden for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of loved ones. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this day of Pentecost. I invite you to turn to page 94 in the front of your hymnal. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things that we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Will you join with me in praying the prayer that's printed in the bulletin insert for this day of Pentecost? Oh God, on this day you open the hearts of your faithful people by sending into us your Holy Spirit. Direct us by the light of that Spirit that we may have a right judgment in all things and rejoice at all times in your peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21 with the following preface. <clears throat> Pentecost was a Jewish harvest festival that marked the 50th day of Passover. Luke portrays the Holy Spirit being poured out upon the disciples before the gathered and astonished people assembled in Jerusalem for the festival. Filled with the Spirit, the disciples were able to witness to the power of Christ's resurrection. <clears throat> On the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as a fire appeared upon among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound of the crowd 
at the, at the sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how, how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and what visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Our second reading is found in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 3b through 13. Here is the following preface. Paul is helping the Corinthians understand the relationship between our God-given unity and spirit-created diversity. The spirit creates the unity of faith and gives all Christians diverse gifts for the common benefit of all. We need, to, uh, we need one another's diverse spiritual gifts because the same spirit has given them to each person for the common good. The reading. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each of us is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another the discernment of spirits. To another various kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, 
though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. The word of the Lord. Be to God. The Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the Gospel. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. And Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, after he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the, joy, the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, Jesus breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Try something different today. You can see I really marked up my, my Bible. And what will help you as we go through this. You know, you, you think about today and we wear our red. And uh, many people talk about this being the birthday of the church. Uh, we heard about Pentecost. It was read that it's the 50th day after the festival, after the Passover, the festival of the wheat. But it's also 50 days after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit was given. And it was common folks, common folks. And isn't it, God has such a great sense of humor. The Holy Spirit rests on the Gentiles. Now these are the people that weren't uh, the chosen ones, but, but Christ came for all people, Jew and Gentile, Samaritans, and Israelites. God loves us all. And uh, so this whole, I, I like to think about talking about today is the, the breath of God, Holy Spirit, to fill us. And uh, this Holy Spirit has been at work. God has been at work in creation and in us. It's found all the way through. If you were to look up how many times Spirit of Wisdom, Spirit of Life, Spirit of God, Spirit is in here, you'll find it more than a thousand times. You'll find it in chapter 1, verse 2. And it will not leave you until you go all the way through the Bible. And so I want to go to the next slide. In the beginning, God breathed into human flesh the breath of life in Genesis 2-7. God created male and female. And he breathed into them the breath of life. Now God's spirit was upon creation, but this is the only person who was made in the image of God, both male and female, where God placed his spirit within inside of us. Genesis 2, 7. But then we go to Genesis 6, 3. What happens? Adam and Eve are, it's explained to them. Burst through Adam, shared with Eve. You can partake of anything here in all of God's creation, but I ask one thing. Do not touch 
from the fruit of the tree of good and evil. For lest you touch that, or you consume it, or you eat it, you will die. Adam and Eve may not have understood what death was. And when they partook of that fruit from that tree, all of a sudden, things changed. Shame entered in. The world changed. And the Spirit and Christ and God were there and said, and it's wonderful, it's in this dialogue of the Holy Trinity, we need to do something. We need to take the tree of life and we're pulling it out. And the tree of life is removed from the garden. You won't see it again now until Revelation. And they're banded from the garden. And look, listen to what God says in Genesis 6.3. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend. My spirit will not abide. My spirit will not stay with humans forever, for they are mortals, and their days will be numbered a hundred and twenty years. So we're mortals. Sin has entered in. Go to the next slide. Great. God's Spirit rested upon Moses. It's interesting how God's Spirit, we heard in the beginning it was breathed. Here it's resting upon Moses. Moses is called out from the burning bush. Moses, Moses, Moses. Who is that? I am. I am. And the bush does not seem to be consumed. It's a bright red and it's flaming. And God is speaking from this. And I have heard God said to Moses, my people complaining. I know their sin is upon them. And you, Moses, need to go down there and visit with Pharaoh, who is in charge of all the people in Egypt, to set my people free. Moses is like, well, who, who am I to go and talk to Pharaoh? You will go. And he rests his spirit upon Moses. And we know this story. And finally the people go, but it's after the firstborn of all the Egyptians die when the spirit of death and the people fled. And Pharaoh's heart got so hard over the tears for his son that he was consumed with death. And they went after. They escaped by the Red Sea. We know this story and made it on their own and they went... Uh, a good distance and uh, the people are worshiping other gods. The God that led them out, the God who spoke to them and now they're being naughty for you are to have no other God. I mean Moses went up on the mountain came down. You shall have no other gods. You shall not use the Lord's God's name in vain. You shall keep the Sabbath. It shall be holy. You shall honor your mother and father. And they didn't even get the first one. And so now they're going to be in this wilderness for some 40 years because this generation's going to die out. And so Moses says to God, I can't do it anymore. These stiff-necked people, I need help. I can't keep sending the messages and directing them. God said, okay, you go ahead and get 70. You get 70 elders and I'll rest my spirit upon them. And so here we are in Numbers, chapter, or page 223. He brought together the 70 of the elders and he had them stand around the tent. 
the holiest of holies. And then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke with him, and he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied. However, two men, whose names were Eldad and Medad, had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested upon them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' right-hand sidekick since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. God's, Moses, you've got to be careful what you ask for. Let's go to the next. Moses wished that the Lord put his spirit on all of them. It's coming. It's coming, Moses. Ezekiel. We heard this scripture not too long ago. I, I love this. Ezekiel is one of the prophets. Now, we heard a beautiful prophetic in this postmodern age sermon from Pastor Lynn Bandrup. It was one of the best sermons I have ever heard. In talking about understanding the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom because they couldn't get along and they all wanted separate kings and the northern kingdom of Israel falls and 200 years later the southern kingdom of Judah falls and the people are scattered and they're taken to the foreign lands into exile. The temple is destroyed. God is angry. But God continues to listen. God continues to abide. And uh, God's about to do something. And so he takes Ezekiel sometime later. After many of these Israelites had, had died from the from the battle, losing their life. And he takes them into this valley, and I mean, he walks them around. The Lord walks them around and says, look at all these, look at all these bones. I mean, these are dry bones. They are dead, decayed. You can't get any more drier than this. They are dry bones. And God turns to Ezekiel and says, will these bones live again? Ezekiel being smart, Oh, if you say so, Lord, they will. Who am I to say anything? Oh, you're going to say something. I want you to prophesy to these bones. Bones, lift. Receive the breath of God. And then the most amazing thing. I mean, these are thousands and thousands of people. And why did God do this? Because he wanted them to know in their heart that God is life. Life-giving. The breath of God at work. Those dry bones hear the word of the God, of the Lord, and he puts his breath on them. Joel, another prophet. Joel has been sharing. He's, he's one of these noisy prophets. Um, it, it was wonderful. I heard Pastor Lynn said, you know, you know a major prophet from a minor prophet. Major prophet, they did a lot of writing. A lot's recorded. Minor prophets, just a little bit. But Joel's a stingy little guy. I mean, it's boop, 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 
boop, he's after him all the time. Nobody's listening. And uh, Joel in, in chapter chapter 2 says, uh, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. Remember, God raised those dry bones so that they would know in their heart. And then we see here in the day of the Lord coming, Joel says, the day of the Lord is coming. I will, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, fire and blood, billows of smoke. The sun will turn to darkness in the noon, or the moon by blood. Return to me with your heart. I will pour out my spirit on all people, wait for it, wait for it, it doesn't happen. 400 years, it doesn't happen. Go to the next line. We come to John, the Gospel of John. And so, I thought I had this marked really good. Joel, there's Joel, here's John. John says, in 737, Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time and then I'm going to go to the one who sent me. You'll look for me, but you will not find me. Where I'm going, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, where does this man intend to go that we can't find him? On that last day, the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said with a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Believe in me, rivers of water will flow in you. The Spirit comes soon. Wait for it. Wait for it. What is at the heart of today's gospel? Jesus says, if you love me and keep my commandments, I will ask the Father and he will give to me and I will give to you an advocate to help you, to help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of eternal life, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives in you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. Keep my commandments. Love me. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go to the next slide. He breathed on, I love this. Our gospel text today takes us back to the resurrection. It's evening. And what's going on here? Jesus, the Lord, just three days earlier was hung on a cross and he died. The disciples didn't even stick around. They escaped. They went. They fled. They hid. The eleven got together. Judas already killed himself over this. And there they are hiding in a room. I love it. The end of the day. Did they go to Galilee as the angel had told the Marys to share with them? I don't know. Here we are. We're still in Jerusalem hiding out. They won't find us here. They're going to look everywhere else. And they're behind locked doors. And what happens? 
God has a great sense of humor. He comes into the room. Peace be with you. Did they see a ghost? He shows them their, his hands and his side. They recognize him. He says, peace be with you. And now they know. And Jesus says, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, who is God in the flesh, Emmanuel with us, God breathing into them the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what are they to do? They are to go and make other disciples. At the end of Matthew, Jesus says, I want you to go to the ends of the earth. I want you to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And remember, I'm with you to the end of the age. Remember, I'm with you to the end of the age. They have the gift of the Holy Spirit in them. No one else. Just those 11. And then a week ago Thursday, we had the ascension of our Lord. And, and there they are, 50 days out. 50 days out. And it's 9 o'clock in the morning, you guys. People have been traveling in. They're coming in for the festival of the wheat. 50 days after the Passover. Or 50 days after Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And suddenly there's a rush like a mighty wind. But you don't see. You, you hear it. And tongues of fire begin to rest upon them. And these people start speaking about the wonderment and all the wonderful things that Christ has done and who God is. And they're hearing it in their own language. And I love it. Oh, they're drunk. They're drinking new wine. Nine o'clock in the morning. Really? Maybe. Because they had wine at every meal. I suppose you could have it at breakfast too, right? And Peter stands up. The one who had denied Christ, but Christ three times. And Christ forgave him three times so that he could have a voice. And he said, Peter, on you I'm going to build this church. And he stands up before all of the disciples and all the people. These people are not drunk. For what Joel spoke of 400 years ago, God is going to rest God and pour out God's Spirit upon all people. And these are the people who yelled from the courtyard, Crucify him! Crucify him! They were the ones who hung Jesus on the cross. They've been forgiven. And they are being given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they're wondering, what do we do? What do we do? We didn't finish reading it, but we read it in on other times. You are to repent and to be baptized. And on that day, 3,000 people were baptized. Now that may be why we call it the birthday of the church. But I wanted us to follow the breath of God at work in our lives that God's intention was always to have the spirit of eternal life. But we mess it up. And we keep messing up. And then we have our Lord crucified but God keeps giving. God keeps giving. And this church ain't going anywhere. The church on earth is not going anywhere. We're seeing fewer and fewer and fewer people attending church on Sundays. It's not going anywhere. The gospel is alive. And you are such special people that God's spirit is in you. And so I showed a picture of a beautiful lady, Joyce, Antoinette Ostercamp Dirks. 
She had a faith like a mountain. And I visit her every week since she got that diagnosis on February 20th. And we had communion every time we gathered. And it was hard to see the breath go out of her body. But deep in her was the spiritual breath of God, the gift of eternal life. That valley of dry bones knew in their heart that God was the breath of the living God. And God of the living breath, that gift of spiritual eternal life, lives in each of you. You are special. The peace of Christ be with you always. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Go in peace. Serve the risen one. Thank you, God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.